next time. Uh, Acts chapter 2, I'm reading with verse number 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, everybody say suddenly. Look at your neighbor and say suddenly. Uh, don't be surprised when, when God is moving that some sudden stuff happens. Don't be, don't be shocked or put off that, that God moves in a sudden way. He has been moving in a sudden fashion since the beginning of time. And suddenly there was a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And the Bible says there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all. Everybody say all. Look at your neighbor and say, that means you. Turn to somebody else. Some of you are afraid to say it. Turn to somebody else and say, that means you. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. I just want to preach to you. Why don't you lift your hands to the Lord and would you just lift up your voice one more time? Come on, all across this room, if you're full of the Spirit and if you're full of faith, would you just lift up your hands and would you lift up your voice and would you ask Jesus to talk to us right now? Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for the anointing of your spirit. I thank you for your power that is here. I thank you for every single hungry heart that you have brought to this room this morning. I thank you for every hungry heart that's been around here for a while. And I thank you for every hungry heart that's new and fresh here today. God, I pray that you would minister to us all. I pray that you would help us all. God, that you would pour out your spirit. God, that every single hungry heart would be filled to overflowing with your spirit, whether for the first time or as a renewing Lord we thank you for what you're going to do in Jesus name everybody said in Jesus name let's clap our hands and worship him one more time hallelujah thank you Jesus thank you Jesus praise God you can be seated in Jesus name come to tell you this morning that Pentecost is is more than a brand of religion it's more than something that we put on a church sign or a website or a business card. I've come to tell you that Pentecost is an experience that is for every single believer in Jesus. Pentecost is an experience that is for every single believer on planet Earth. It is for every single believer in Poplar Bluff this morning. I don't care what church they are sitting in, what the name of that church is, what the denomination affiliation of that church is. Pentecost is an experience that God intends for every single believer in his name and every single believer in his word. Pentecost is an experience that is for everybody. You've got to understand that the event that we refer to as Pentecost, the experience that we refer to as Pentecost, we find record of in the book of Acts in the chapters 1 and chapter 2. We find record of this event that had come on the heels of God's people waiting literally for generations. They waited and they waited and they waited for the promise to be fulfilled. At first they were waiting for the promise of the Messiah to come. It had been prophesied of old that a Messiah would 
be born. They knew that a Messiah, a Savior was coming, but they didn't recognize it when he came because how many know today he still comes at times in ways that we don't understand. And he still comes in a time frame that we don't understand. And he still comes in a manner we don't understand at times. Letting us know, he's always let us know that God is going to work how God's going to work. And he doesn't have to restrict himself to my expectation. He doesn't have to limit himself to uh, my uh, my uh, status uh, or my expectations that I put on him. Or he, he doesn't have to limit himself to that because the reality is uh, that every one of us have limited thinking. And every one of us, by nature of being limited human beings, finite beings, uh, uh, with limited capacities in our brain and limited capacities in our understanding, some capacities more limited than others, Brother Williams, right? Uh, but we are all limited in one way. Way or another, but we understand that God does not have to restrict Himself to our limitations. So, therefore, can I tell you this morning, right from the beginning, that one of the best things you can do in your spiritual life and one of the best things that you can do for this service this morning is to take your limitations off of God. However, you think God has to do it for you, you need to remove those expectations here today because God can do it any way He wants to do it. You've just got to lift up the the limits off of your faith and say, Lord, I give myself to you wholly, totally, uh, completely, whatever you want and have for me today. They waited for the Messiah to come, but the Messiah didn't come how he thought, how they thought he would come. And so there were many uh, that rejected him. I was in South Florida two weeks ago, and I was at a synagogue uh, with a group of rabbis, and they were meeting, and they were discussing and trying to build a bridge between some Christian leaders and some Jewish leaders of the Jewish faith. And they acknowledged that uh, that even though they, they don't necessarily believe in Jesus like we believe in Jesus, they acknowledged that, that the Jews uh, of that century may a mistake. The Jews of that time period made a mistake by wholesale rejecting Jesus. They rejected him because they didn't understand why he came in the fashion with which he came. But I'm telling you, nevertheless, he came. And while they thought that their oppression was going to immediately be lifted, they didn't understand that the long-term plan of God was not that the Messiah was going to ride in as a conquering king and overthrow the Roman government and lift up the hand of all their oppressors Uh, by exercising a a more mighty hand uh, and exercising a a more mighty will. Uh, But what God was going to do is he was going to come uh, born of a virgin uh, as a babe in a manger. He was going to live and minister and breathe and then he would die. But he would not leave them uh, to their own devices. He would not leave them, as the Bible says, comfortless, but he was going to send his spirit that would come and would live on the inside of them. Uh, And what they did not understand, and this is something that we still struggle with in human nature today. They wanted a Messiah to show up on the scene, and they wanted that leader, they wanted that conqueror to literally beat back all of their oppression and lift up all of their defeat and change everything by the work of his hand. But what God said, I'm going to do is I'm going to come and I'm going to minister in this earth. I'm going to show you what is possible 
possible. And then I am going to put my spirit on the inside of you. And so that the victory that is going to come in this earth and the victory that is going to come in your life and the victory that is going to come in your family is not going to be by the hand of a Messiah that you don't have any control over and you don't have anything to do with, but it's going to be the hand of the Messiah working through you by the power of his spirit. It's going to be the hand of the conqueror that's literally working through you by the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Brother Burke, from, from grade school, we're always wanting someone to do our work for us. We're always wanting someone to do our homework for us. Oh, we're in that right? Yep, still the same, isn't it? At least we got one honest boy over here. We're always wanting something. Man, I, if somebody else can fix this for me, somebody else can learn this for me, somebody else can pass this test for me, somebody else can take care of this for me, we're always looking for a way out. Isn't that right, Asher, right? Yep, I got a son right here on the front row that I'm embarrassing him right now, probably get in trouble later. But but this boy right here, if he can get his brother to clean his room for him, he will, right? If he can get his sister to fold his laundry, that was yesterday, right? He'll get it. If he can get his sister to put his laundry away for him, he will. We're always, something in our human nature, we're always trying to take the easy way out. We're always trying to shift the responsibility on somebody else. That's really at root of what was going on, is they wanted the Messiah to come, and they wanted to sit back in their religious seats of comfort and, 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 and pious ease. But, but the Messiah came, and he said, that's not how this is going to operate. I'm not just going to come and do the work for you. You know, there are people that still come to God like that today. They want to just be able to show up at church, plunk down in a church pew, give their little dollar in the offering, and somehow magically everything, poof, bam, pow, it's better in their life. Just like that. God doesn't work like that. God doesn't work like that. God doesn't work like that. But what he does is in the same manner he came the first time, he comes again to your life today. He says, I'm going to put my power on the inside of you uh, so that if you want to you can make the choice uh, to exercise my power in you uh, he says I'm going to give you my spirit uh, and with that spirit uh, there is no addiction that you cannot overcome uh, there is no family trauma that you cannot reverse uh, there is no stronghold uh, that cannot be broken uh, he says I'm going to give my spirit uh, to the inside of you uh, and with that inside of you you, you can do all things through Christ. Oh, if you know that to be true, you ought to clap your hands. Somebody ought to lift up your voice. You ought to worship the Lord right now. I'm telling you, somebody came in this place feeling defeated. Somebody came in this place feeling hopeless. But I'm telling you, Jesus is in this room. And he's not just in this room to give you a religious Sunday morning feel-good fix. But Jesus is in this room so that you can have life, so that you can have victory, so that you can have liberty and freedom in the Holy Ghost. God, Messiah came. He put lived. in a tomb. Send it into heaven. He said, I will not leave you comfortless, but I will come again to you. I have been with you. He gave them promises. He said, I have been with you, but I shall be in you. You think it's good God being with you? I'm, t I'm preaching to people. I don't, I don't know. All, I know some folks here. It's been, been longer than I thought since I've been here. I thought 
I was here just the end of last year, but Williams and I are talking. It, it's got to have been at least a year and a half. I know who some of the home folk are, but I don't know who all of them. I don't know who who's members here, and I don't know who's not members here, and I don't I, I don't know who our guests are. I'm just telling you right now that if you're here this morning and you need the help of God in your life, you're in a good place. Come on, buddy, you're in a good place. If you're here and you need the help of God in your life, you are in a good place. The Bible says that they, Jesus lived, breathed, died. He ascended into heaven and he said, I'm not just going to be with you. But he said, I'm going to be in you. You think it's cool coming to church and feeling the power of God? Having it around you? People who think it's, man, it's just... It's just cool, just easing in, sitting down on the pew and hearing the songs sung. and You know, they get excited at that, that church. They get excited at that Bluff City church. Hey, man, people get, they move a little bit and they, you know, they got drums and a guitar and a keyboard. and Man, it's just, that's, that feels good. Let me tell you, that is nothing. <laughs> what you're feeling around you Buddy, when you let Jesus get on the inside of you by the inf- This is, this is too simple and an overused analogy, but I'll use it again anyway. I'm telling you, what you're doing right now is you're benefiting from other people being the thermostat. You're benefiting from other people setting the spiritual temperature. You're benefiting from people who are leading, who are filled with the Holy Ghost I'm preaching about. You're benefiting from singers that are, that are filled with the Spirit of God that I'm preaching about. But let me tell you, when the Holy Ghost comes on the inside of you, when you allow Jesus to fill you with his spirit that I already established uh, is for literally every believer in this city. Uh, I don't care what church they're attending today. It is God's gift to every believer on planet earth. Uh, when you allow God to fill you with his spirit, uh, no longer are you waiting uh, for other spiritual people to turn the temperature up, uh, to set the thermostat, uh, but all of a sudden now you have it living on the inside of you. Uh, what does that mean? That means means come Monday morning, uh, come Tuesday afternoon, uh, when all hell breaks loose in your life, guess what? Uh, All hell doesn't have to break loose in your life uh, because I've got the spirit uh, of the victorious one inside of me. Uh, I've got the spirit of the king uh, of all kings uh, living in my heart. Uh, I've got the conquering king in me. He's in this place right now. He's in this place right now. He's in this place right now. So this is what they were waiting for. They were waiting for. They were waiting for the spirit. Jesus told them before he ascended into heaven. He said, go to the upper room or go to Jerusalem and wait for me. So they went to an upper room. They went, in other words, an upstairs room. And the Bible says they waited and they prayed for about 10 days. They were praying and waiting. There's a lot I could say about that, but I don't have time. Hear me. 120 people were in one room. I mean, this was 2,000 years ago. Their, one, their rooms were not as big as our rooms. 120 people crammed into one room for 10 days praying. They had to be hungry for God. Because I can't think of 10 people I'd want to be in one room with for 10 days. <laughs> I like some of you. 
but you understand where I'm at? I love my own family. I love them dearly. But daddy's got to get away sometimes. I got to walk out in the back. I'm that guy that on Thanksgiving, I'm making me put a snow on the ground. Family's over, but I'm going to be walking out in that backyard, staring up in the trees for a few minutes because I just need some time away. Or let daddy step away for a few minutes. Nobody's going to get hurt, okay? I need some me time. Anybody, anybody in one room for 10 days seeking God and praying. Hear me. If you want God to move in your life in a miraculous way, I've seen miracles in the last couple of weeks. We had over 40 miracles at one of our church services we were at in Florida just a couple of weeks ago. People that had instantaneous pain leave their body and and, and, and problems that were instantly reversed. It, in one service, after about a 10-minute sermon, over 40 instant miracles happened in that service. You hear me. You want God to move like that for you this morning? You've got to get hungry enough for God that you know what? Nothing else really matters. I'm telling you, they had to be hungry for God because they were focused enough to say 120 people in one room for 10 days. They had different personalities. You just know that about people. I don't have that detail in scripture, but it's just common sense. They all had different personalities. They all had different preferences. There were some people that wanted that thermostat set on 72. Some people wanted it set on 76, dear Lord. Some people wanted it set on 68 or 65. I'd love that. There was all kinds of different. There were people that liked just a keyboard. There were people that liked guitar music. There were people that didn't like any music. You understand? They were all different to 120 people, but yet they came together. Why? Because they said, We want the outpouring of the Spirit more than we want anything else. Oh, church, uh, can I preach to the church for a minute? What could happen uh, if we could get more serious about the outpouring of the Spirit uh, than we are our own desires and our own wants and our own wishes uh, and our own preferences? I'll tell you what could happen. Uh, We could have a rushing mighty wind blow through this house uh, and the Spirit of God poured out in a powerful way, uh, but it's going to matter to us more than anything else. Oh, if you want that, you ought to clap your hands and you ought to lift your voice right now. Come on. Come on, somebody clap your hands and lift your voice to the Lord right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name. Is there anybody who wants it in your life? Is there anybody who wants a miracle in your life today? Anybody that you want God to do a work in your life? Is there anybody tired of being depressed? You want God to lift up your depression? Anybody tired of fighting and you want God to be the conquering king? Is there anybody that you're saying, you know what, I'm tired of feeling this way? I'm ready for God to do the miracle that those people say he's able to do. I'm telling you that's what he's in this place to do right now the Holy Ghost. They were praying, they were praying, 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 seeking God and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Suddenly after praying, after seeking God, after getting hungry for it, suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. Sometime God moves in a sudden fashion. There are people who do not like what I'm preaching about. Because you want a convenient God 
that you can fit in your predictable little box. <laughs> oh, Lord. Some of y'all are getting real uncomfortable right now. It's okay. It's good for you. I'm in the Bible. I'm not making this up. I'm, I'm, I'm reading to you the scripture, okay? Suddenly there came a sound from heaven. There are people in today's Christian world that never access all that God has for them. They never tap into the riches of his glory. They never experience the fullness of his spirit. Why? Because they are more in love with religion than they are with the pursuit of real relationship with God. There are people that are more concerned with coming to Sunday morning church, wherever that church may be, whatever flavor of church they attend. They're more concerned with everybody knowing that they showed up and being on the membership role of their particular church and shaking the pastor's hand and being involved in their little bake sales and their little, you know, this and that and men's fellowship and ladies auxiliary, all the stuff that we do. And, and they're, they're more caught up in religion and they're more caught up. They want the predictable little church service they want every song printed in their handout and the sermon printed in their handout they want the scriptures printed on everything everything well not today brother Dustin told me the media was out today I said dear God better cancel service I don't even think God can move if we don't have that screen working there are people that want they're wanted. So I texted you that, didn't I? I said, you just better cancel service. I don't think God can move if we don't have a projector and screen. Uh, there are people that are, everything is so predictable and so regimented. They want everything to fit in their little box because they don't want to be made uncomfortable. They don't want to be pushed out of their comfort zone. I, I, I want a predictable Jesus. I want a predictable church. I want a predict. You can have your predictable. You can have all that stuff. But let me tell you, you don't find miracles in setups like that. You, you don't find the blind seeing, and you don't find the lame walking, and, and you don't find meth addicts coming into church and being delivered, and you don't. You don't find alcoholics uh, coming into church uh, and walking out saying, I never wanted a drink again. You don't find people that have been hooked on pornography uh, coming in and getting delivered uh, and walking out and living a different life than they lived when they came. I'm telling you, you don't find the miraculous hand of God in the predictable flow of the crowd. But where you do find the miraculous hand of God is when you pray to a place that suddenly a rushing mighty wind of the Spirit begins to blow. You do find the miraculous hand of God when like the woman with the issue of blood, you get desperate enough to come crawl into Jesus and say, Jesus, I need something that this crowd isn't interested in. I need a breakthrough in my life. I need a deliverance, a healing, a, a miracle. That's where you find the power. God. Lift your hands all across this room. I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. 
Come on, lift your hands. God's talking to some of you right now. And if you will lift up your hands and if you will lift up your voice, if you will forget about your tradition and if you will lift up your hands and say, Lord, I am hungry for you. I want truth. Come on. That's it. However you want to pray, however you want to pray, just close your eyes and talk to Jesus and say, Lord, I want your presence in my life. Lord, you can be honest with him. God, I'm not even sure about all this preacher's preaching right now, but I know this. I love you. I believe in you and I want whatever you have for me. I dare you to pray a prayer like that right now. I dare you to pray a prayer that says, God, whatever you want in my life, I'm open to it. I dare you to pray a prayer that says, God, whatever you want to do in my heart, I I let you, I give you permission. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. My God, my God, my God, my God. Come on, just talk to the Lord right now. He's in this place. I'm just about done preaching. The Holy Ghost is ready to move. Uh, Just lift up your voice. Uh, Lift up your voice. Just close your eyes. Forget about who's around you uh, in whatever way you know how. Just talk to the Lord right now. Come on, you don't have anything to lose. I'm not asking you to join this church. I'm not asking you to be a member here. I'm not asking you to to sign up on a membership role or commit to some. I'm just telling you that if you really believe in God and if you're really hungry for God, I dare you just to pray a prayer right now that says, God, whatever you want in my life, I give myself to you. God, whatever you want to do in my heart, I give myself, I submit myself to your hand. Oh, hear me. God will never leave you disappointed. God will never leave you disappointed. If you give yourself to him, I'm telling you right now, he'll never fail you. He'll never disappoint you. He is ready to fill you with his spirit. He's ready to fill you with victory. He's ready to let you be an overcomer in his presence. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I'm just about done preaching. Just keep praying right like that. I'm telling you, suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Hear me. This is why it's so important that we have good church services. This is why it's so important that everybody be pulling and every spirit-filled believer be praying and every spirit-filled believer be worshiping and every spirit-filled believer be responding. This is why it's so important because the first thing that happens is the spirit has to fill the house. The spirit fills the spirit. The wind blew and it filled all the house. That means that there was no place safe where the spirit wasn't going to blow. That means there was no seat or no section or no balcony or no dark corner that the spirit was not going to reach. I'm telling you what that lets me know is that God wants to include everybody. God wants to reach everybody. God wants to touch everybody. His spirit blew from the front to the back to the balcony from the side to the side. His spirit is in this house right now. The wind of the spirit is blowing. It fills all the house where they are sitting. Come on, the spirit's blowing in this place. The wind is blowing. The spirit is in this house right now. 
I'm watching people on the platform talk in tongues and respond. I'm watching people in the back lift their hands and pray in the Spirit and respond. This is what Pentecost is all about. It's not a denomination. It's not a particular church. But the wind blows and it fills all the house. Come on, just begin to respond to God right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I dare, just lift up your voice and begin to talk to Jesus. Just close your eyes and say, Lord, I want that wind of the Spirit to blow in my life. Come on, I'm inviting everybody in this room that is hungry for God just to close your eyes right now. And if you don't know anything else to say, I invite you just to close your eyes and say, Lord, let the wind of your Spirit blow in my life. God, let the wind of your Spirit blow in my family. God, let the wind of your spirit blow on my children. Let the wind of your spirit blow in my relationship. Oh God, we need the wind of your spirit to blow right now. Oh Jesus, 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 Jesus. The wind of the spirit, it filled all the house where they were sitting. It filled every, every corner of that house. And I feel it filling every corner of this house right now. You hear me? I don't care if you're five years old or if you're 105. The wind of the spirit can blow on you. You are not too young and it is not too late. Jesus can fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost. I'm looking at some young people right here. I'm looking at some children up here. Jesus can fill you with his love. And Jesus can fill you with his spirit. Uh, or maybe you have believed in God. Maybe you were raised attending church. Uh, maybe you were raised being very religious. That's a good thing. Uh, I'm not knocking. That is a, that is a wonderful thing uh, that has brought you to where you are today. But I'm telling you, the wind of the spirit wants to blow on you fresh and new. Uh, God's spirit wants to touch you for a, again like it was the first time. That's what God is doing in this place right now filled all the house where they were sitting. And then there appeared to them cloven tongues like a fire. In other words, there was a witness. Uh, there was a physical representation. I, I feel the witness. I see the witness of the Spirit in this room right now. It's more than emotion. I, I see tears uh, being shed all over in every section of this auditorium. I see hands being lifted and voices being raised. Uh, there, is a, there is a tangible witness of the Spirit in this room right now. You can feel it. You can sense it. How many know what I'm preaching about? How many feel what I'm feeling right now? Wave at me. Do you feel the witness of the spirit in this room it's here right now it's all across this room but watch this it doesn't just stop by filling the house if the spirit just blew in the house brother if it just blew in the church and it just filled the house then that would be a problem because I may not be able to get here on Tuesday if this was the place where the spirit of God was restricted you know what I might be in trouble because I might not be able to get here Thursday. And there's probably something going to go wrong on Thursday. I don't know why. Thursday just usually is one of those days. Anybody have those? It's like the day before Friday. I don't know. Brother, you know what? I'm telling you. It'd be all right if it just blew in the house. That'd be okay. Because I'd enjoy coming here Sunday. What about the rest of my week? What about when I'm home and I'm struggling with strongholds of sin in my life? Not just the will of God, but the wind blow and fill the house. 
and you go eat your Sunday lunch and say, boy, wasn't that a great church service? I'm telling you, a real Pentecost is a more than that. It doesn't just fill the house, but real Pentecost, it fills every believer in the house. The Bible says the wind blew and it filled all the house where they were sitting and it appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and the same they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Hear me when I tell you the Spirit first fills the house and then the Spirit fills every believer sitting in the house. The Spirit filled this house from the first song. The Spirit started filling this house from the praise team leading us. The Spirit started filling this house even when the children were singing. But God's not done yet. He wants to fill every single believer that is in the house. He wants your heart to be filled with joy and peace and His love. He wants your heart to be filled with victory. He wants your heart to be filled with His Spirit. That's the will of God. That's why we're here today. We're not just here to get some religious fix to get us through our Sunday, but we're here to be filled with His Spirit. We're here that the Spirit of the living God would fill our hearts. If you're hungry for that, would you lift your hands right now all across this room? Come on, if you're hungry for that, would you lift up your hands? Would you lift up your hands and would you lift up your voice right from... Come on, just lift up your hands and lift up your voice right where you're seated and just say, Lord, I want your spirit in my life. I want your spirit. Come on, that's it. Just talk to the Lord right now. Just talk to the Lord right now. Some of you have been seeking God. You've been praying. You've been wanting more of God in your life. There's people that the reason you are in this room is because you have you have said things like, I'm going to turn my life around. I'm ready to make some changes. I, I, I'm ready to get some things in order in your life uh, and that's why you're in this room right now well this is how it happens honey this is how it happens sir this is how it happens ma'am you just say Lord I recognize I can't do it on my own but God if your spirit will fill me like it filled those in the upper room if your spirit will fill me like it Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost here so strong right now. Somebody just needs to begin to respond to what you're feeling. He wants to fill you. I'm inviting everyone in this room to stand to your feet right now. Come on, stand to your feet right now and just lift your hands to heaven and begin to respond to what you're feeling right now. The Holy Ghost is in this place.